0: Hello, and welcome to some Derp's Talk About Games. I'm your co-host, Mango. And I am your co-host,
1: Buddy. And today we've got a special guest host, Akshay. <laughs> Salutations. From the Unwise Index, friend of the cast, friend of the cast. Uh, how you doing, Akshay? How's, uh, how's your life going?
2: Life's going pretty well. I'm excited to be here. Um, long-time listener, <laughs> uh, long-time friend of, of both of you. You know, um, I have to
1: say, that puts you in some very exclusive company. Uh, <laughs> being a well, long-time listener of our podcast. I'm kind of like,
2: banking on the fact that being an early adopter of, of uh, Some Derps Talk About Games is going to pay pay off. You know, like Being an early adopter <laughs> of certain things, like it accrues value over time. Oh, definitely. I think yeah. there's
1: going to be a huge ROI on, uh, on uh, being a listener to this podcast. Uh,
2: like when you guys have uh, a convention, uh, like on press talking pass, about, okay, like, uh, more, it's like all the all the, the stuff, right? Stuff. VIP uh, treatment.
1: The yeah, um, because uh, Akshay has joined us to fight the Burning Legion uh, on the in the Broken Isles. Uh, you know, on, on on the shores of of the Broken Isles, all across Azeroth. Um, and you know, Legion has honestly been like the only thing, uh, you know, the only thing that we've been doing, I guess. Uh, but uh but to get started, uh I guess I should wait, did I say what we do here? On this podcast, we like to talk about games. You know, yeah, a, minute 45 sec- you yeah, a minute and forty five seconds and forty-five <laughs> seconds into the intro. Um and uh yeah, so I guess today, World of Warcraft. Um, but yeah. uh but yeah.
0: We're gonna skip the normal intro about the uh uh, that we do with uh with the tabletop games we'll cover the uh game of hell's rebels we played last week in the next episode so look forward to that regular tabletop listeners um but right now we're gonna we're gonna uh, talk exclusively about some stuff that akshay is involved with instead of with about tabletop games which he does not play so akshay (laughs) i I appreciate them i just don't play them yeah (laughs) uh actually yeah
2: what do you think of legion um, I like Legion a lot. Um, and I don't think that's an unpopular opinion at this point. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, so I, I think to paint, I, we can go into sort of the details of each of our respective wow histories in a little bit. But um, I've, I think another common thing is I like Legion like I liked Wrath of the Lich King, which I think was like an expansion that a lot of people anchor on. And it's just been a lot of fun. Like, I think when I first saw it unveiled, it kind of felt like, oh, they're going to the Burning Legion content. I guess that's sort of like a last ditch effort. Subscriptions seem to be declining. Uh, during Draenor, I didn't really play that, um, but like as it got closer to the actual thing, you're like, oh wait, this might actually be really cool, and um, I think that's been proven out. Um, there's a there's a r- lot of really cool stuff I think in this expansion. So I've I've been having a really you know, good time. To be
1: honest- um, first of all, I want to, I want to say, you know, spoilers, right? We're going to be fucking spoilers all up in this podcast. Um, But um, the other thing is, uh, you know, so we, we had our Legion episode and we talked all about, uh, you know, kind of like our perspectives on Legion and something that occurred to me as a huge difference um in Legion when compared to some of the other expansions that have been coming out like recently is that this is the first expansion since Cataclysm that has been in the world, um, um, uh, of Azeroth that that feels very linked to me to what is going on kind of in like the overall uh you know like the uh the like what what, what you know what's going on with with like the world at large right
0: Um, I think of Warcraft.
1: Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yes. The world of Warcraft, right? Um, I think you know WoW has been pretty good at kind of like integrating, especially from like an RP perspective, right? Um, At integrating kind of all of the different races and all of these different kinds of you know like stories or whatever. Um, I don't think Burning Crusade was great at this, but at least had good stuff for Draenei, Night Elves, right? You get Honor Hold to kind of like you you know fill it out, Um, and then you know you have Wrath of the Lich King, um, you. You have, um, <clears throat> uh, uh, which is, like, the first big story expansion, right? Um, you know, you have Cataclysm. Uh, and even, honestly, like, Mists of is you go out to this new place where you've never been before. But, like, the story of Miss is very rooted in the conflict between Horde and Alliance, right? Um, and so it makes, you know, like, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and it's very grounded in, in the world that players see when they go and see Orgrimmar, Um to go to, to, you know, uh, to go to Pandaria, but Warlords has felt, more than any other expansion, completely disconnected from all of that stuff, right? The only races that got kind of, like, new or interesting lore to work with are Orcs and Draenei, and it wasn't even really, like, forward-thinking lore, if that makes sense. Um, A lot of that lore seems to be, like, uh, you know, like, because of it being in the AU, it's a little bit of, like, sideways lore for for Orcs and Trinite, and everybody else is left out to drive, right? Um, and I think that's part of the reason that the expansion fell flat, you know? I th- I think Warlords gets a bad rap, but I think in terms of investing, you know, investing the players in the kind of, uh, in, in the world that they are known, right? Legion has been a great return to form, because we are dealing with, kind of, problems and scenarios, and it's the Burning Legion, right? And you We've got you know factions that we recognize and that makes sense um uh to us and i think that's that's kind of like the unsung hero to me right now of burning of uh legion
2: also didn't Thrall for some reason go bald in in warlords of draenor like what happened there like, uh yeah
1: I, you know i don't know I actually i mean we'll get a little bit about into this i have very complicated feelings on on thrall um Kind of in general as a character, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he went through he went through kind of his most meaningful character arc, I would say, in uh, in Warlords of Draenor, which is kind of a shame because they fucked it up a little bit, uh, from from my perspective, I guess.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I think um, so. I'll, I'll let Mango speak his thoughts here, but I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, like especially like the Burning Crusade being that first expansion that did not have. A lot of, like, um, and I think Blizzard even kind of cheekily acknowledged that in one of their BlizzCon panels is, like, did not have a lot of, like, a story-driven reason for going to Outland or for engaging with Illidan. Um, and, like, Wrath of the Lich King was, like, it almost seemed like, and maybe this was the case, like, all of the Quest developers were, like, just working on Wrath during that time and, like, did not pay any attention to to uh, the Burning Crusade. Um, I felt like Cataclysm was definitely, like you said, like, rooted in the world and the conflict. But I don't know what it was about it. Maybe I didn't play a lot of the end game, so um, I loved like the sort of revamp of the old world. Um, in retrospect, I wonder if that could have waited another expansion. Um, but it was cool that they did it then. Um, but yeah, it just it it like Legion definitely feels resonant in a way that um, even that didn't to me. Um, I heard good things about Mists. I did not play Mists, but like just playing a little bit of the content like many years later, it's like a very cool expansion. I love that soundtrack. It's like my favorite oh, soundtrack. Mm yeah
1: those soundtracks are now on spotify by the way so Uh, good i should make my like i i have a i think it might be private because i think most of my playlists are set to private but i have like a like a compilation (laughs) playlist of all of my favorite tracks uh in uh uh in world of warcraft
2: yeah i think like i think they're all there's so much phenomenal music russell brower is like a, a magician um and then, yeah, like I think Warlords. I'm almost curious. I wish I would have played it now because of hearing your, hearing you guys, and hearing like others who actually played it and their thoughts about like how it was this like missed opportunity, kind of like weird AU thing, um, alternate universe. And it's like I. Yeah, I, I, it's almost like I, I wanted to always play Warcraft 2, and it felt like it was an acknowledgement to people who never got to play it. Right. Like, oh, come and like relive this, these characters, and this sort of like interesting phase. And like, I'm just, I, I think it would have been interesting to see how that was actually executed upon, because like it wasn't unanimously bad. Like you hear like, I think Mango, you've talked about how it just kind of like ran out of content, right? Or like. Yeah, um,
0: I, I really feel like Warlords of Draenor would have been a great expansion if it lasted for like. Six months, maybe. Honestly,
1: well, you know, and I also think that Warlords of Draenor would have been great if there was, like, one more content patch in the middle. And I honestly think that that it's missing, right? Um, If you play Warlords, the break between 6.1 and 6.2 is really drastic. Um, And it is very weird to me that... We, as the players, never dealt with Grom. And I think that, like, that, that's, this is part of the problem about it not being super, like, rooted um, in kind of, like, like, a lot of Warlords of Draenor's conflict feels like a conflict between, you know, the Iron Horde and Gul'dan, right? Like, it opens with that conflict, and it functionally ends with that conflict, right? And, and the you know, kind of the heroes of uh, Azeroth, like, we adventurers are really just incidental to kind of that, which seems so awkward to me.
0: Yeah, it also felt like a lot of the beats were like, all these people that are dead. Look, they're not dead anymore because it's an alternate universe version of them. Go mm-hmm. have fun times with these people that that are dead now, and we'll kill them all again anyway.
2: Yeah. And I might be grossly oversimplifying if somebody didn't play the expansion, but it's like, oh, like they're like this is like an alternate universe where they don't succumb to fell energy except they kind of all do. Yeah, uh, no, well, they do. Yeah, yeah. Well, so this, it this takes is... a little bit
1: longer. You know, this is something that uh, a lot of my RPR friends get very bent out of shape about. Uh, but one of the one of the things that frustrates uh, uh, players about Warlords is that like. You know, there's kind of this implications at, like Warcraft three, even a little bit in like Warcraft two, um, unreleased stuff in some novels or whatever. That like, if it weren't for the demon blood, the orcs would have just been cool, right? And Warlords is like the refutation of that, right? There was no demon blood to be found, and they were assholes. Like, yeah, I think that uh, I think that 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 runs uh, a little uh, a, a little counter, I guess, to kind of some of the image that Blizzard had already put forth. Like I get it and everything, but yeah, it it definitely does rub some people the wrong way. Um, and, and it feels kind of like you know, it's it feels almost
0: like the Endgame was was an excuse to reintroduce Gul'dan as a villain. It's like, uh, we don't, we 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 don't we can't make a new compelling villain for whatever reason, so let's bring back an old one that we killed off in Warcraft Three. So you know, like and now he's like Warcraft a mainline Warcraft. No, I, I thought Gul'dan died in. uh...
2: No, he died in two. You find his tomb um, oh, and relive right, a memory. Right.
0: Yeah, right, yeah. right, right, That's right. Because right. he
1: gets the skull of Gul'dan. Right. Uh, Illidan does.
0: Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Um, but you know, it, it felt just kind of like, like the the back half of Warlords felt like an excuse to reintroduce Gul'dan because they wanted him as a villain again, which felt a little weird. And especially since they made the whole big big thing out of, you know, like like you said that you know the orcs don't take the fell energy this time but then they do and you know history's like did anything really change other than we got like a prettier version of 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 like fighting fell orcs i guess i don't know it, it just it, it felt a little bit weird to me uh in warlords in yeah particular. i think the grom
2: point that you made buddy is actually really i think a, a pretty like central one it's like grom was like this just like legendary i mean like a lot of what you could argue, like, a lot of Garrosh's arc is, like, just, like, in, you know, like this, like, this weird pseudo-relationship with his father, and it's, like, the fact that that doesn't cash out in any meaningful way, like, even in, like, a weird way where it's, like, he becomes a boss or something kind of ham-fisted like that, it seems like it just sort of ends. It's, like, I expected to, maybe we will, we will see Grom in Legion, but it's like, it's, like, it felt like there was, like, yeah, bring Gul'dan back to life through this weird AU nonsense, but also bring Grom back to life. Yeah. Um, and it's like, and,
1: and and there and nothing has been, you know, and I and I think Blizzard is an overcorrecting company in general. I definitely have seen uh, in a couple of instances, not just in World of Warcraft, where like you know the reaction to something kind of in one game colors a bit how they they play that thing in another game. And I think it would be honestly like a real shame if they kind of let characters like. Uh, uh, E-roll the uh, the Draenei paladin um, that that like Draenei chick that's that's all over the place. If they let um, you know Durotan, uh, you know Durotan is a compelling character, I think, um, in Warlords and and Grom and, the, and these guys are just kind of like not around and not being dealt with and i understand that you know maybe you want to lay off on it you don't want it to be the focus of things and give and have it be you know kind of like a cooldown right i think a cooldown on on these characters is is appropriate but i would like to see a version you know like i it wouldn't be I even just a small nod right like Durotan uh, you know brings over a bunch of the Draenor orcs formally joins the horde right Uh, and you know maybe this is how they release like brown-skinned orcs right like a like a content patch so you know little things like that I could get really on board um, if they were to uh, you know if they were to kind of like look at it from that situation
2: Yeah, I think, like, a lot of it is, like, you think about all the expansions building upon each other um, and, like, sort of, like, this weird world. I mean, like, I think one of the most fascinating parts about WoW is, like, what is this thing, even from a lore perspective, like, 12 years later, like, it's all compounded on top of each other, especially Cataclysm and, like, all the, like, you know, you start off in the Cataclysm timeline when you're leveling, then you go into, like, the, the Outland timelines, like, kind of bananas, and they have to, like, level it all out, but there's something kind of cool about the fact that this world, wherever you go, has, like, you know, there's, like, it feels like it's been touched by the different events and like the in sort of like the the key expansions and it feels like like i don't know what whenever i think of warlords it's like again having not played it it's like it was like that flashback episode or one of those like goofy gi joe episodes where it's like you have like a fever dream and go back in time and then by the end of the episode or something like it's completely self-contained and like nothing that happened there is like relevant (laughs) except for goldan getting thrown through the portal like that's that's literally it yeah it's like oh that was a great you know 30 minute arc and now it's done um
0: i i do hope that they take the opportunity to bring it like i think it It'd be neat to like, uh, so uh, you know, we we can argue about where Sylvanas is going for this, but I think Sylvanas is is headed out as the war chief by the end of the expansion if she keeps going the way she's going. Um, I think that's like an opportunity to say like, yeah. make Grom the war chief of the Horde, which would be interesting. Yeah, or something. Yeah, like that. no, you know
1: what? Honestly, I think that would be super cool. Um, uh, I also think that you know, uh, controversial opinion, everyone. I think that Saurfang is not a very cool orc leader, right? Like as a racial leader. Oh man,
2: um, oh, Sourfang,
1: not- I'm a big fan of Saurfang memes. I love the memes, guys. Yeah, I, they are dank, and I, and I am I am ready to barons chat it up with anybody who wants to talk about. You know how many like school buses? Sour. I didn't and know what the word track, recalcitrant right. meant
2: until I saw him like saying, yeah, "I will quell the recalcitrant." <laughs> I'm like, "What does this? What is this word? This is awesome."
1: <laughs> and so, but uh, but I don't think he has a lot of personality, right? He doesn't kind of like pop off the page or the screen, um, in the way that some of the other uh, uh, faction leaders definitely do, right? And so, mm. I I think it would be pretty sweet to have, you know, Sourfang. Uh, kind of revert back to his meme lord status, and uh, yeah. and somebody a little bit more interesting, a little bit more compelling, like Durotan, um, like Grom uh, from the AU, like officially take over.
2: I think it's time for Bane, man. I think we gotta have a Torin warchief. I think you know uh,
1: Gallywix, or, Gallywix, or at, <laughs> yeah,
2: or at least have a Tauren or a goblin that isn't like a totally one-dimensional character. Um,
1: Bane is actually pretty okay in like. I, I have a very complicated relationship with Bane, not not the least of which is because my main is a character that literally hates the fuck out of Bane for like no reason. Um, but uh, you know, I, I Bane gets a lot of cool stuff to do in the books, but he's kind of generic at the same time. Um, and I would like to see a little bit more in in the way of like uniqueness. Uh, I, I think I think it's tough, right? You 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 don't have that much real estate to develop all these faction leaders. Um, and certain of them, like, Sylvanas, from the very beginning, we all got Sylvanas, right? But all of her character stuff actually happened in Warcraft 3, if yeah. you think about it. Um, and so, uh, and so, you know, Bane being, like, a uniquely WoW, you know, character, uh, not being all that interesting or compelling or having all that, you know, much to do, um, it, it bugs me a little bit. Is somebody taking over for Vol'jin as, as the troll faction leader? Uh, I don't know, but it, I'm pretty sure. Th- so there's like a there's like a shadow hunter named like 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 Rock John or something, uh, who comes and gives you quests all the time in your garrison during oh, warlords. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: I, w- I, I would also like he's to point the leader
1: out of the shadow hunters, and I think he's technically the leader
2: now. There, there is a troll. There's like you know, there's like those there's those different like NPC heroes that walk around Dalaran. There is a troll woman or troll female uh, named Joanna Mana. It's a troll <laughs> mage, you know.
1: It's uh, Wow, that's a reference, Blizzard.
2: Don't say they aren't investing in serious trolls. Yeah, right, yeah for real.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but I don't know. What do you guys? Uh, what do you want to? Uh, I you think start?
2: maybe segue from the Sil- Sylvanas piece. There is like I actually you know despite playing Horde with you guys like and I think like, so a lot of big a lot of the fun has been like we have this huge Horde contingent. It's like all 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 of us friends, like you know all of us derps like playing on the Horde side. But as we're doing it, like I actually thought that Gen Greymane and like the stuff that I've seen of him so far has actually been super engaging. Like especially like sort of you do sort of have like this very like like, I think, overdue, like, wrath from him around, like, Mm -hmm, wanting to, like, go after Sylvanas. But, like, even, like, the little cutscenes and, like, even, like, when you fight him, like, in the starting part of Stormheim as a Horde character, I'm like, this dude's a badass. Like, I actually really like Gen and what they've done with him. Um,
1: Gen Greymane is the, um, kind of, like, the poster child for my favorite WoW characters. Uh, Because he's a jerk, right? But he, it's so understandable right, right? And right. I, you can't help but be empathetic to the guy right like like legit right you know like he is damning the future of like the forsaken is any kind of race or whatever um and like it it's all, this is all very complicated because of, like, the nature of, kind of, like, undead in the lore and everything like right? that. But, like, but from a simplistic view, we could literally call that genocide. He is willing to, like, genocide this race of people in order to just, like, fulfill his, like, petty, you know, not even petty, to me. I uh, you, I, know, you know, uh, this is And I get you know, and it's, like – and it's one of those things I'm just, like, oh, yeah, like, fuck you, uh, yep. But But at the same time, I'm also just, like – I'm also like, wow, Gan, what a douche! Like,
0: so, uh, I, I can't, I can't agree with that, right? Like, you know, if, if Sylvanas was was like, like just like raising some forsaken, and he came along and like smacked the thing out of her hand, like, like let's say that lantern. I assume you're talking about this, this thing where she's subjugating. Yep. yep. Yeah. The, this is the end cut scene of Stormheim. She's subjugating this this head Valk here to control to control the Valkyria, to make more Forsaken. And you know, if she just got that lamp from Hellia and that lamp by itself raised Undead, or raised Forsaken, and gang came over and smacked it out of her hand, yeah, I think you'd have a point. But at the point where she's, like, actively subjugating a sentient being... I don't think he's in the like he's anywhere in the wrong to take it out of her hand and smash it on the ground.
1: Sure, but from but from his perspective, right? Like, and and look, I don't know. I haven't played through the alliance storyline yet. I have a couple of alliance characters that I'm prepping myself to do that on, right? Um, But. You know his motivation there isn't to free this Valkyr, right? His right. motivation there is not is not to prevent the subjugation of you know whoever by by Sylvanas. His motivation there is purely to fuck Sylvanas over. Um, and so you know whether or not we want to kind of judge intent versus you know what what. I mean, I I feel like if like if he sh- if he didn't have this grudge or if like any of the other alliance leaders, had
0: sh- hell, if half of the horde leaders had shown up, and they saw this, they'd probably take similar actions. And yeah, he's more fiercely motivated by his revenge, but his actions are not ones that an unreasonable person would take stumbling upon the situation.
2: Yeah, I told, I think so. Um, I think, like, yeah, the, the vengeance angle makes it really, I think, quite tasty as, like, a sort of, like, uh, dramatic bit. Like... I, like, I, I, I had totally forgotten that she killed his son, like, on accident. I'm like, oh shit, like, yeah, that did happen in, like, the battle for Gilneas, and, like, Varian as well, and, like, all of Gilne Like, the Forsaken, there's, like, n- I made sure to go back and read this. There's, like, no good reason why the Forsaken took Gilneas except because they wanted to, like, fucking just land grab. So it's, like, yeah, if I was Gunn Greymane, I'd do everything I could to fuck over Sylvanas too. You know, at the too. same
1: time, by the way, uh, Sylvanas was ordered to do that by Garrosh, so we could also trace this back to like Garrosh yeah. fuckery. I mean, you know, she went along with it, right? You know, I I think she's and and by the way, she used this plague that like is explicitly a war crime, and everybody was talking about how fucking god awful it is. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, I the the blame the blame rests on a good number of shoulders, I would say.
0: No, I I definitely agree with that. I think that actually is what makes again a, a fairly compelling character is 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 that like he's got he he's got complex motivations, right? Not- and to,
1: and and to me, this is exactly what made Varian work so well. By the way,
2: yeah, yeah. I think it. Was, I mean, like, I guess I. Didn't really understand like the sort of re-emergence of variants or variants, sorry, because I didn't read the comic books and the other parts that kind of like brought him back with Wrath or like pre-Wrath, I believe. Um, but like, I always found him to be a pretty compelling character, despite the fact that I always felt like he was sort of a like, oh, we want to have like this bad, badass, gruff leader on the Alliance side because we've had a lot of him on the Horde side, and so it's like, um, I agree, I think he was like well done for that reason.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it's also one of those things where a lot of this can kind of get lost in the back... If you don't know the backstory to Varian Wrynn, and I don't think they do a great job of telegraphing this to players... Yeah. It, he comes out of left field, especially in Wrath of the Lich King, where, um you know, like, you kind of get it because there's a, there's been a lot of working together between Horde and Alliance and stuff like that, right? You know, um, and Varian comes back, he hasn't been a leader, he's been imprisoned by, you know, uh, the Defias, he's been imprisoned by... Uh, the horde and forced into these gladiatorial, like, arena, you know, like, so him coming back in, in the present had a very kind of, like, you get, you get his grudge, but also just, if you, if you wind the, the you know, if you wind the clocks back and consider Varian, uh, for in the context of Warcraft One and Warcraft Two, right? You know, this is the guy who saw his kingdom burned to the ground, right? Who saw his father murdered by an orc that he thought was a friend, right? And and I re- and in that context, I really have a hard time holding it against him, right? That he does think, you know, working with the Horde is a uh, he, he, deb- he demonstrably to to Varian. That has only led to disaster. Um and so I get I get it. And that's why uh, and that's why I like him a lot. And I think he's so uh, he's so interesting,
2: yeah. I also like the interplay like between like so I did a little bit of reading again. I didn't really I don't really know the extensive backstory, but like, the Gilneans were kind of walled off and, like, they didn't actually engage much with the Alliance or, like, you know, kind of screw the Alliance, like, we're kind of on our own. Um, and, like, the fact that he had kind of reassimilated and, like, I think there was kind of a bond between Gen and Varian, which, again, I think the cinematics, even in small part, did a good job of highlighting. And it's like, and then he's like, you know, okay, Varian doesn't like these guys either and he's trusting the Forsaken and Sylvanas at the Broken Shore. And he's then, like, you can kind of see, like, it's like and so when that betrayal happens, I thought like the sort of interplay between Gen and Varian both feeling betrayed in different ways and with like different emotions, um, was actually uh pretty pretty well done as well. Um it's like, oh yeah, like uh, like it's like Gen is disappointed in Varian because he's like, We should both know not to trust her. Um uh I thought that was that was interesting and well done.
0: Varian,
1: take my hand. I've watched <laughs> that scene
0: so many times. Yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, you know, I also think um kind of on that note uh there's there's the like a very eccentric book called wolfheart by the the madman the butcher of wow lore richard knack oh dude i um,
2: love richard knack oh i hate that guy i so was fucking also 14 much. we'll get, so it, we'll get in there. we'll
1: get it we'll get into <laughs> that because i have such a fucking axe to grind about that motherfucker um but it's funny because you know first of all you know you know like you, you like that arc totally exists for varian uh but when you consider where where varian and um uh and Gen gray start uh, it's actually even kinda better because Varian fucking hates Gen Greymane at the beginning of Wolfheart and he doesn't allow Gen into the alliance. Toronto Whisperwind is like, hey, we saved these worgen, right? Yeah, let's they can be part of the alliance now, right? And Varian's like, no, fuck you, right? We needed them in the second war, and they just like completely pieced out and dipped because they're cowards and they're all pieces of shit. And I will not trust you, and I will not like you. You know like you it, it he it was it was Kind of awesome. Uh, but then, you know, obviously over the course of the book, that reverses itself. And uh, and so there is, you know, in the same way that there's kind of that arc from like kind of Wrath variant to Mists variant to uh, uh, Broken Shores variant, right? There's also that arc between his, in, in the context of his relationship with Gen Greymane.
2: Yeah. Also, how was Chris Metzen allowed to leave the company before he answered the question, why does Gen Greymane have an American accent, but all of his people have British accents? <laughs> Like, what?
1: <laughs> uh, you know, don't have an answer for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so qu- question actually kind of on on that line. Where is Gilneas lo- located geographically? Because like like, it's not
1: like on the Do you map. Know where? Right? What? Yeah, it is. It, it, like, it yeah, it is. But it's kind of like all phased out. Like you can't really go there. Um. Oh, okay. Uh, it is under. Uh, it is under Silverpine Forest. You know where Silver Pine Forest is? Oh yeah, in yeah. Eastern Kingdoms. It is. Yeah, it's under there. Honestly, I you know I just remember how awesome it was for the Worgen to come out um, during during Cataclysm. Just because the Greymane Wall has been in WoW since the very beginning, right? Um, and we were all kind of wondering what was happening. You know, like there it was. There there it was always like a big kind of question mark. Uh, and there are a couple of other ones. In Wow, Kul Tiras, right, um, is yeah. uh, is a big is a big question mark as well. Uh, another one of the uh, another one of the human kingdoms from Warcraft 2. Um, so yeah, I, I, I hope that they kind of answer some of those questions uh, in the in as as they go on.
0: I mean, they've been answer- like especially with the release of of uh, Chronicle, they've been answering a lot of a lot of these kind of like weird questions lately, which
2: I'm I'm excited for more answers to. Um, yeah, I need to order that. I'm. I, I saw it. Uh, a friend of mine has it, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I really need to get this."
1: Uh, I Rachel literally just read the entire thing. It is like sitting right next to me right now. Um, yeah, I love. Uh, I I do enjoy Warcraft Chronicle. I appreciate it because uh, it does kind of like make certain things. You know, for instance, we were all pretty sure that um, uh, we were all pretty sure that uh, elves were just like modified trolls kind of mutated trolls kind of thing and that's one of the you know like that's one of many questions that warcraft chronicle put to bed the answer is yes right yeah 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 they were they were uh, a, a troll race called dark trolls actually um and they lived underground and then they got like mutated by like the the energies of the well of eternity uh to becoming the uh you know like conventional what we think of night elf night elves
2: right interesting
1: right isn't that sweet yeah it, it, so I, I was thinking
0: about this right if you take the whole lore in, in 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 as a whole the only really like native to Azeroth sentient species I think are like are trolls and tauren and i guess pandaren
2: what about vrykul
1: uh a lot, vrykul so, are constructed v- v- yeah, Vrykku oh, yeah. come from, uh, come from Titans. A lot of, a lot of these come from Titans. Also, a lot of them kind of come from, like, ancients and stuff, right? Like, Quilbor come from Agamaghan, um, uh, uh, Centaur come from, like, Zekiel and, like, Princess Th- Thedronas or something. She's in Maradon. She's the final boss of Maradon.
0: And, uh, and what's her name?
1: Um, and, and Harpies come from a- Aviana, right? Yeah, yeah, Harpies come from Aviana. um, uh, there are there are actually a lot of a lot more kind of of those um interactions. Yeah, yeah, the, the Torin the Torin in Warcraft Chronicle are kind of I like barely remember them because it's such like a footnote, but it's like, oh yeah, and by the way, there were Yangol and they were in the south, and then Tauren and they were in the middle, and Tonka, and they were yeah. in the north. <laughs> they didn't really really go out of their way to kind of explain uh the, the genesis of the Torin race. And
2: the, Tor- the Torin the Tauren are such good people, man. The Torin the Warcraft universe doesn't deserve the Tauren. <laughs>
0: I, I think I think it's actually really cool because, you know, people make jokes about like when's the troll patch coming to 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 fucking Legion um because, you know, there's there's trolls everywhere. And if you think about it there's also like some torrent variant everywhere. And it's need to be because like, you know, those are the only two races that like kind of like naturally spread themselves across Azeroth. Everything else is kind of like some machination of the Titans as is everything in the Warcraft universe. Well, you
1: know, I would say that uh, I would say that, you know, like the Nightfallen are kind of another, you know, night, I th- I think I think Warcraft engages in a lot of this race Right? You know, you have yeah. the Yangle who are Torin butt, and the Tonka who are Torin butt, right? Um and you know, the the frost uh the, the, the frost trolls who are trolls butt kind of thing, and then they, now you have Nightfallen who are, you know, night elves, blood elves, whatever you want to go with, kind of like butt. Ah, but all so so un, under my
0: under my theory of original races, the Nightfallen are just trolls but uh because you know they, they they come from trolls. Everybody, everybody, all the elves come from trolls, and so- yeah.
1: But I don't think that that I mean you know it's not like elves resemble like elf culture. But, the, yeah. The, the, the only the only f- like feature that they share anymore is that they have bluish skin and super long ears. The, right. <coughs> like- Excuse
0: me. My 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 point is not necessarily that they're they're culturally similar, but the fact that they're all everywhere. R- like the fact that the trolls are are everywhere and the torrent taur- or the Torrin are everywhere in, in various and forms is because like they, they are like, they, they are naturally spread races in like whatever ancient history as Az- Roth has before the Titans show up.
1: Right.
2: What about the um, Silas so- so so and the, and the, uh, the
0: as to why like the trolls show up everywhere and the, and the, the Torrin show up in some form everywhere. Um,
2: yeah. What about the Silithids and the Karaji? Are they native?
1: No. Well, they are. They are uh, member. They they are. Are they native? I thought they were created they're, by the old gods. But yeah, be, yeah, they're, they're
0: they're created by the old gods.
1: Yeah, because uh, you know the Silithids, the. Um, uh, the Silithids, the Nerubians, and the Mantid are all kind yeah, of like they're all connected. variations on that. Honestly, I have to say, I think one of my favorite... I actually secretly think that the, the best questing experience I've ever had in WoW is like, the, the full questing storyline all the way through Miss of Pandaria, um, w- going through the Dreadwastes and recruiting all of those, uh, you know, like, these Klaxi-Mantids and all that. that, that really showed an extra level of nuance uh, that I... I th- it, it, that is, like, Blizzard working at its best, you know, um, when, when they have that kind of stuff going on. And it's such a heartbreaker that you had to kill them in Siege of Orgrimmar,
2: yeah, I mean, I, this makes me want to play the miss content even more and actually go back and...
1: You know what you should do? I, I recommend this to uh, I recommend this to anybody who's leveling an alt. What, I, what I've been doing on my alts is I go to a zone, and I go, uh, so you know, like, you know, Hillsbrad is 20 to 25, I think. And so I'll level up to level 24, and then I'll go to Orgrimmar and shut off my experience. And then I'll go back to the zone, finish out the zone storyline, and then go turn my experience back on. Because I I hate yeah. I hate how you know you finish questing the content, but the, and and it's like go to this new zone before you've actually like kind of completed the storyline of that zone. That really bugs me. Um, I didn't even know you ways.
2: could do, I didn't know you could do that in game. Okay, wow.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it's actually a feature that they um that they brought in so that people could twink in PvP, and it costs ten gold each time. You know, you like toggle the switch effectively. Um, but yeah, it's super. Oh, excuse me. It is super cool. I, I think it's I think it's great.
2: Yeah, I'll definitely look at doing that. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: The other we've talked about this before. Um, is is they, they talked about potentially making all the contact all the content scale rather in, in the old world, which would be awesome because then you then you could just kind of like do the pieces that you want to do, and not have to worry about that problem. Um, given that they've got this new you know, uh, multi-scaling technology available. Yeah,
1: I mean, holy shit, tell me about it. That would be super awesome.
2: Yeah, I think it would, too. Um, I, I mean, certain zones, like, it's like, I guess, I think about, like, the progression, right? It's like, if you did, like, Red Ridge, Red Ridge Mountains is like, a 55 zone, and you did, like, Silithus <laughs> is like, a level 10 zone. You know, uh, that's actually
1: kind of true. I also think that, you know, like, WoW has a pretty good progression in the context of... Um, you know ignoring timeline issues right i think there's actually a pretty good through line if you know if i started Orgrimar as an orc warrior and go you know northern barons to uh uh you know you know durotar northern barons maybe ashenvale ashenvale stone talon mountains desolus right uh you know you kind of loop around maybe and you do uh you know feralis thousand needles tanaris Ungoro crater silithus right um that, I I actually do think that you fit a, a, a good progression because the shit that you're doing in the in the barons right is super different to compared to you know like going out and help and helping like a um uh exact vengeance for what happened to his wife which is by the way like the coolest nod to like conduit blade, any, blade just, master <laughs> mancrick yeah yeah right I thought that was great um you know that, that that's like you know it is the low level thing, whereas you know when you're leading kind of the the scenario circle effort to like you know fuck up the silithids, right? Or you know you get into cataclysm content and you are like the guy that like runs around the city with Anduin Rin. or you get into into warlords content and you are like the commander. That stuff makes sense in the in like the context of the leveling scheme. Um, so, you know,
2: yeah. I mean, I think there there is a the the timeline as it hops around like if they can somehow smooth that out at some point like like the zero to one hundred timeline somehow makes sense like you're sort of in the same timeline or progressing through in, like a time is progressing forward fashion that would be a a mean feat I'm not sure it'll I happen could, anytime soon honestly, but
1: honestly I think it's I think it's functionally impossible uh, but yeah I agree with you that would be that would be honestly insane if they could pull that off I mean you know on, I I've said that about Blizzard uh, a couple of times. Um, you know, I think basically everyone underestimated the amount that the cataclysm old world changes were going to like have an effect on things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, they really they kind of blew. Uh, I think they blew expectations. And again, I
2: was surprised them. it was three. It was the third expansion. It's like in retrospect. I mean, it felt like it was a while, and it was like, wow, that's really fresh, and I'm glad yeah. they're doing it. But it's like in retrospect, they could have probably waited another expansion. And it's like they didn't. They didn't. They chose to do it then, which is yeah. I thought pretty bold. Um.
0: Yeah, that I think the only bad thing about Cataclysm um in, in hindsight is, is that uh is that it may it makes B C stick out like a sore thumb when you when yeah. you start when you when you
1: level through it. Um, uh, to be honest, um having played uh the, the Cataclysm dungeons on release were in fucking possible. I think the thing that, that like kind of tanked cataclysm uh in, in, in a lot of people's minds as an expansion is how deathwing like the the that final patch uh, like 6.4 whatever you or whatever it's like three four four point four kind of thing um that that uh, patch didn't go over very well because you basically kind of are like relying on Thrall to be like his most green jesus uh which really sucks. Yeah, it's like uh, green
2: Jesus with a talisman riding a dragon, gonna shoot. Yeah, other you know, d-
1: and, and it's just like it really made you kind of feel like uh, like almost worthless to a certain extent. Um, like you were just you know like a footnote kind of thing, and then um uh and then the the on release right the raids and the dungeons were so. Fucking hard, like the, the by bar none, right? The hardest I, it has ever been to uh to do kind of like release like dungeon content, release raid content. It has been Cataclysm, and a lot of that is just because they're overcorrecting because of how easy it was to do dungeon and raid content um, during Wrath of the Lich King. Um, so, so I get it, but yeah, oh my God, those dun- they, they were brutal, right? You would queue into Grim Batall and it would be impossible to finish right you you know like you would be super geared or whatever and it would just be oh so so hard yeah
0: so actually question kind of along those lines you know green jesus defeats deathwing how did you feel about green jesus defeats uh garrosh the person you've been chasing for what is it two expansions at this at that point
2: it felt correct, I mean, again, having not played that expansion, uh, but it's like, it felt correct, Um, but it also felt, like, overdue and kind of diluted. It's like, okay, he's going to finally end him, I guess this is kind of his thing that he let loose, Garrosh being Warchief, he should close the threat on this, but I'm not sure it had, like, I don't know, I don't know if it had the impact, and maybe the game's events might have made me feel differently.
1: So, um, I'm glad you went first, because... I I think Thrall uh, gets kind of to his coolest and most interesting in in uh, Warlords of Draenor, and then they fuck it up, right? Um, I don't think it's been—I don't know, actually, if I've talked—have I talked on the podcast about how much I love Kung Fu Panda? I don't think you have. <laughs> well, I do podcast, too. well, podcast listeners, I think Kung Fu Panda is one of the all-time great movies that has come out in the last— Fifteen years, right? It's like my top three, you know, of just like movies I think of as both being like super good and being um super. I just I love that movie, right? I watched it so many times on Amazon. I've rented it from like Amazon Instant Video so many times that they just gave it to me for free uh, because they were just like, listen, stop, stop. You would have if you would just bought the DVD already. Like you would have been fine. Um, there's a moment in Kung Fu Panda that really works, and I think it works because it's it's it is the it is the story conclusion to something that is – it's something you don't see a lot in, in like, movies and TV and everything like that. But the story conclusion makes so much sense and there's so much kind of, like, empathy for this moment. And it's when, uh, you know, this, the, this badass um, kung fu master, Dustin Hoffman's character, uh, Shifu, right, admits to Tai Lung – the villain, right, this guy who is driven by rage and fury, that all of Tai Lung's, like, everything that went wrong with Tai Lung's problems, that was Shifu's fault, right? And he admits it. They have a fight, and in the beginning of that fight, he says, no, it wasn't me, right? You made these choices, and they're fighting, and they're fighting, and Tai Lung is winning more and more, and there's literal, there's, like, symbolism in there, right? Like, there's a whole point where... He like slows down because Shifu is dodging this blade and he just looks at himself like in the mirror reflection of this blade. And that fight ends with Shifu losing and him admitting that it was his fault. That Tai Lung became the way that he was. He was the one that put him in this place, and he was the one that set him on this path, right? And it's such a great moment. It plays so well. I encourage everyone to go find like the YouTube clip, and <laughs> that same moment.
2: I remember right? that. I remember that being good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That same moment plays out almost beat for beat. By the way, in the like in the Garrosh Thrall fight, right? Garrosh and Thrall meet. They they you know they meet on like a mountaintop. It's like. You know, it starts like storming or whatever, right? Like the clouds darken and everything. Garrosh has Gore Howl. Thrall has Doomhammer, right? And they're fighting. And the entire time, right? Garrosh is saying, It's your fault. You did this to me, right? And what eventually ends up happening is, first of all, Garrosh effectively wins the Makura. He d- he disarms the Doomhammer from Thrall, and Thrall uses the elements. Um to uh he uses the elements to Th- like, Thrall switches
2: in- spec mid fight. Yeah, yeah, right.
1: And he uh, and he like crushes Garrosh in this like earth hand and like you know, and he if, he if he effectively uses the elements and right before he fucking kills Garrosh, he says no. This is not my fault. And that moment rings so fucking false to me. Because it is, it is Thrall's fault. He needed to take responsibility for that. He needed to admit that it was that he was, you know, the person that set Garrosh on that path, right? Um, this is kind of addressed in a little bit of, like, a retcon after the fact. Because, uh, and this is, like, a little bit of, like, minutia, But Thrall technically technically breaks the rules of mach by using... In um, in a, a Makara you can either use um, uh, a the, you know like a weapon like the doom hammer, right? But you can also use magic as your weapon. Thrall obviously chose the doom hammer, right? And then switched mid fight when he was about to lose to kind of one up Garrosh, um, and that's kind of the reason that he's been having trouble with the elements is like the the implication, if not the explicit kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, oh, God. Yeah, that's, that's what gets me uh, about, like, the Thrall versus Garrosh thing. Oof. Do, you, do you believe that Garrosh did nothing wrong? I, I, look, I don't believe that Garrosh did nothing wrong, right? I, and I don't believe that it's all Thrall's fault. But I do think Thrall shares some of the blame. And when, and when Thrall, you know, looks Garrosh in his eye right before he kills him, you know, right? Like, what a, what a, what a prick, kind of thing. Uh, Thrawn was uh, about to
2: kill Garrosh at the end of uh, Mist too. He was about to swing the hammer down on his head, and then Varian stops him.
1: Yeah, and and honestly, um, you know, I think there is, uh, I think that there's, like, cool subtext to that, too. The War Crimes novel is one that gets a lot of flack because, you know, everything vaguely related to Warlords gets flack these days. Um, But it actually does a pretty good job of, you know, making the case for there being a trial right and for thrall not kind of exacting that that justice. Uh, i
2: just right? i just imagine there being this place because of fucking blizzard naming like instead of the hague it's like the Gars <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but he, he's tried in front of the august celestials right and they ultimately mm-hmm. decide that he's not like he he they they rule that he's not going to be put it to is, death. It is yeah,
1: right? it is it is decided from the very beginning, um, that he is guilty of these crimes, right? And this all all of the argument is whether or not Garrosh is um like it's sentencing effectively, like whether or not he should be put to death. Uh, and the Argus Celestials say no, you know, um there are uh, uh God, I can't remember who actually argues for I think it's like Sylvanas who argues against it. Maybe it's Bane Bloodhoof. Who argues for Garrosh, um, which was which is actually kind of great. This is a little bit of what I mean by like Bane is actually pretty interesting and compelling in the books. Um, yeah. I need to, I want to, I want to check that real quick. Um, I want to like fact check myself. I don't want to pull a Donald Trump here, guys.
2: Yeah. It's like, so, so you, when you say for, you meant like Bane advocates yeah, for Yeah. Bane is
1: the one who advocates for um, him not dying. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So, okay. Um, the they choose Bane to play the role of Defender during the trial of of Garrosh. And I believe is it Silva? No, uh Turande is uh is the one. Oh man, that man, this book was actually really, really good, and people kind of like shat on it. It really it it highlighted a lot of like the lesser worked with lore lore characters, especially like Turande, who I think is like criminally underused. Um and uh but yeah, it is uh 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 it is decided that Geras shouldn't die at the at the end of War Crimes, but then all of this stuff with Kairaz, uh, Kairaz Dormu, I think is his name, where he breaks him out and they, you know, go to the alternate universe happens.
2: It's it's interesting that he sort of became that vehicle for um, like the beginning of of warlords, and it's like Goldan is now the vehicle for the beginning of of legion, and it's like I, I don't know what happens to Goldan, but it, like you get the impression that he's like what is he the final boss of the second raid, Nighthold? Yeah, it's he's like,
1: the final boss of the second raid, which really makes me kind of wonder where they're gonna go with it. Um, yeah, it's
2: like is he just gonna be the expendable sort of segue, and then he's also just like thrown out.
1: Yeah, I really do. I you know, Blizzard has so for a long time, Blizzard has said that they want to get their expansion release schedule to be quick, right? They want it to be, you know, one year literally, they've said this. They want it to be one year per expansion. They um, they said they and, were abandoning that though. Right, right, and that and this is what I mean. They and and they've kind of um walked that back. And now they're saying that they're going to abandon that kind of uh 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 what am I thinking cadence, right? And they're going to release more regular content batches and just kind of let expansions go longer. Um uh, but I really wonder where they're going to go once uh you know all the suramar stuff is defeated. Um you kill, you know, like the high excuse me, the high matches tricks uh like Alessandra or whatever in Nighthold. Uh and you also kill Guldan at the end of Nighthold. Like where do you go after that?
2: Yeah, you do wonder. It's like okay, so Probably going to fight Kill Jaden in this expansion, so it's like, is there like a one or two? Is a, is there like another hop before the Kill Jaden patch, and then is you know question mark? Is there a Sargeras patch? And it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know how many patches would take them to like you said like this elongated interval. So it's like, if it's not twelve months, it's like eighteen months. And like, yeah. I, what and is to be that honest,
1: like? I'm also kind of surprised at how quickly uh, some of the cons- like the other concerns in the world got wrapped up. Um, I think uh, you know the two big question marks that are still out there are um, as Shara and Oh yeah yeah right or sorry I. At the start of Legion, right, I was reading it in the in the sense of like, you know, you have Shara from Azuna and you have Helia from uh, Stormheim that look like they're kind of, you know, like gearing up to be like future bosses, raid content, whatever else, right? Uh, but they've revealed that in 7.1, you go and kill Helia kind of as like a stepping stone three boss. Raid, which I thought was crazy, you know, yeah. like that, you know, that was that that kind of came out of left field. Um, I thought they were really setting her up to be more of a uh, kind of a threat and a villain um, than she actually kind of ends up being.
2: Oh, wasn't there something else in Halls of Valor, like when you go left to the current trials of uh, her Hall of Honor? Is it um, like there's another expand? There's another like instance are going to add, right? Or is that – my? are you talking – is a stepping stone? It, I think that might be it because I think
1: that raid is called like try It's Halls of Valor and Trials of Valor, I think. And Trials of Valor, you go, you fight uh, Odin again to like actually be like, oh, okay, okay, don't kill Helya. Um And then you fight Helia at the end. Um, you also
0: fight the dog. That's the, the right. second boss, right? Uh,
1: I need to take a quick uh, – I need to take a quick break. Uh, so like bah, 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 cut here, cut here kind of thing. Okay. And I think so. Okay, I think that uh, this the, the the problem that is like emblematic of like Hellia is a is a problem that's also plagued WoW kind of from the beginning. Which is like you know you can spend a lot of time setting up these cool neat villains for for the game, but like you know at some point you're just setting up these dominoes to be knocked over, right? Uh, and it's hard to set them back up again to. Uh, you know, to, to 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 have like super elongated raid content right in wrath of the lich king um i think i think a problem you know this this problem kind of started in bc but like in wrath of the lich king they do a pretty good job of like setting up you know, like cool and interesting villains, right? You've got Yag you've got the Lich King, obviously. You've got you know Maligos, uh, you've got Naxramus, and everything like that. But you really knock off kind of a, you you know the, there's a lot of tally marks in kind of the adventurers books uh, at the end of that, and you 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 run into this problem of. Well, what's next, right? Like, who's next? How do we move past this this next part, kind of thing? Um, that's not, you know, it's just it's not an easy thing to answer, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, and I think it's also kind of necessary
0: because if you don't do that, you also kind of get like the, the the you know the the superhero problem where it's like, well, I guess we're fighting the Joker again because he broke out of prison again, type of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, and you've got a little bit of that, and well, like, and I think it's done well, like like you know that the demons can't be killed. Permanently or easily can't easily be killed permanently, right? Like, um, and we've fought, killed Jaden. I think a couple different ways, um, without actually killing him. Same thing. And we we
2: fought him once at the Sunwell. Yeah, um, but
1: yeah, that you know, then at the Sunwell, we were just preventing him.
2: Yeah, from coming out of the Sunwell.
1: Right, right, from, right, yeah. Who am I? I'm of Arkan. Yeah, Archimonde. Uh, yeah,
2: Archimonde, Archimonde,
1: You fight. You fight him in Warcraft Three. Obviously, he's kind of like the end boss of Warcraft Three. He comes back for uh, uh, for Burning Crusade, Caverns of Time, right? Stuff like that.
0: And and he also comes back for of um, uh, the end of Legion,
2: and he's yeah. still ta- or for he's the end still, of Draenor. Yeah,
0: yeah Draenor, Draenor, yes. Um, but he's he's not. I, part- I swear to
2: God, if he comes back for the end of Legion. <laughs>
0: I mean, he could, right? Like, we didn't kill him.
2: Oh, in... I think I think the mythic version does kill him in the twisting nether, doesn't it? Uh,
1: my understanding is that Archimond is forever dead because of how he was summoned this time, um, compared to um, normal. Really? Uh, but you know, I, I I like I said, I wanna I wanna fact check that because I could be technically I, wrong. And uh,
0: the the other half of that is that he's as dead as the writers want him to be, right? Like, yeah. Illidan was dead but yeah now he's you know th- th-
1: that's certainly true you know people like, yeah I complained about this before right like people bitch about um <laughs> people bitch about Illidan coming back from the dead but this is not a unique phenomenon people right P- the bosses Nel- Neltharian came or Neltharian um Nefarian came back from the dead Onyxia came back from the dead plenty of bosses have come back for uh, uh, Gul'dan obviously has quote-unquote come back from the dead you know this stuff has uh has definitely um happened before
2: yeah, at least Illidan got, like, a good 10 years of being dead, so.
0: Yeah, I so I, I think the problem, pro- like, like, Gul'dan, I think, feels a little bit better, because, yeah, it's, you know, it's an alternate universe, Gul'dan, but at least it's, like, it's not, like, a pure retcon, right? Like, that's, like, a. that's, like, you know, a, a like, a, a real justification of what happened, whereas, like, they haven't really given us the details about how Illidan comes, comes back, have they? Um,
2: no, it's just, like, illusions, like, oh, he has an immortal demon soul, so therefore he has to be killed in the Twisting Nether, and Gul'dan will do some spicy stuff and bring him back. Yeah, um... Uh,
1: <laughs> Gul'dan will make a spicy meatball? Is that uh, It's is like, that ooh, what, what I can find his...
2: I don't know. It'll be something like that, I'm sure. Yeah, it's, it's,
0: it's, it's, this is what's going to happen. We're going to have Chain res, You know, uh, Vil- Garrosh goes and gets Gul'dan, Gul'dan <laughs> like get Illidan, Illidan's going to go get the next boss, and then, like, the next boss will go, like resurrect Gar- like un- un- get garrosh's body from that hand and do something to it i don't know right yeah um but yeah um so so when do you think like you know Bl- blizzard can make this game go on go on for as long as they want but like assuming at some point they decide to end it
1: you... Oh, you know uh, 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 you know what? I'm wrong. Um, it has been corrected, fact-checked, uh, complete. Uh, Alex Afra Sayabi, who's the creative director of World of Warcraft, said that Archimonde is a demon whose demon soul is anchored to the nether. The nether transcends all realities. Um, oh, wait, what?
2: Yeah, and like, I think like, at least the mythic or whatever the version of it was, it was the hardest version of Archimonde. You go into the nether and, and beat him up a little bit, so I thought that's why people thought that was, he's actually done but well, again, so yeah, so the, this yes. is actually
1: in 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 response to the original question: Is Hellfire Archimand from the alternate universe or the main universe? And uh, Alex Afrai Sayabi says that's not how demons work. Um, and in explaining how demons work. Uh, his demon soul is anchored to the nether and that transcends all reality. So it's the exact same so it's it is the same being, Archimon, that we right, defeated right. in Warcraft 3, but he is not defeated for, you know, all all time, it seems to imply. Yeah, it seems to imply. Uh, uh, anyway,
0: to kinda to kinda go back to what I was saying. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to No no it, that, it, it, It's yeah. fine. Like so 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 the big end state that like gets prophesized about by, by Velen. um, he sees like Anduin leading an like old man Anduin leading leading an army of light against the void, um, yeah. So if you had to pick an end boss for for Warcraft, is it the void or is it like, is it someone like my my like to me the the options seem to be like, whatever they find they manage to fish out of the fucking void hole or Sar, sargaris um,
2: yeah. So I think it like for Legion it's going to be I think so. I guess unpacking that, it's like I I feel like if they want to go to the void stuff next, and I feel like that's probable, like I feel like Sargeras has to appear at at, at sort of, and they have to close the arc on the Legion stuff. I feel like that's going to be really hard. It's going to be really hard to, I think, close the arc on the Legion stuff without letting the void stuff grow for a little bit. Like the Legion stuff has grown for like 20 years, and it's like that's going to be a big thing to close, especially like there's, you know, it might be this epic thing where you like, you go to Argus and you're fighting with Turalyon and you're like, you actually like fight Sargeras there. I don't know. Um, because like that, because of like the Deus Ex X, whatever it's like, Oh, when you do it there, it'll like kill all the Legion people everywhere or whatever. But it's like, okay. So like you end the expansion, you've killed Sargeras maybe, but it's like, so we just have this vague understanding of the void stuff still. And like, is that going to be, are you going to build that up over the next couple expansions then? Or like, it makes me wonder about how they do it
1: you know, I think they're they're setting uh, they're setting themselves up for an Argus. Obviously, all the stuff with the light, you know, uh, the light's heart questline uh, uh, works in that context, and I and I think that that you know, when when we're talking about flying the Exodar back to Argus, that seems clearly what they are they are you know, looking towards kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you know, there are big bads in these Void Lords that we really don't know all that much about. Um, we also have Shara, who I think is a headlining boss all of her own. Uh, the unfortunate thing about Ashara is I don't really know how to do underwater content with any kind of... Um, like, I just don't th- – you know, like, I, I, I'm not a fan of Vashir. I don't think Vashir was a great zone uh, during Cataclysm. I think Blizzard kind of agrees with me because, you know, the the, the story of Vashir ends on a cliffhanger that never gets resolved. Uh, or maybe it gets resolved by this point, you know, in like a book or something. What well, well, um, Which cliffhanger? What
0: happens to Neptune? Where, nep-
1: ne- yeah, Neptulon getting kidnapped.
0: Yeah, so it it, it has to – it gets resolved in some way because the, the elementals – the the uh, shaman storyline, the class cultures – Storyline is about recruiting elemental lords. I think you just go. Like I, I was asking, I was asking our friend Josh about this because he's he's leveling a shaman, and he said that like yeah, you just go talk to Neptune. He's like, does he mention what happened at the end of Cataclysm? And he's like, no, he's just kind of there, and he and you know he goes he, he says
1: he'll help you, so you know, well, that's well, <laughs> <laughs> that's dandy. Uh, I you know I don't have a I don't have a. Yeah, His know. name is Neptulon, man. What do
2: you expect from yeah. that character? I don't,
1: You know, I, you know.
2: Also,
0: they know. might explain it like Josh is kind of, not, not not to shit on Josh on the podcast, but like he is not known to be the most attentive person in the world.
1: You uh, know, fact checking this claim, uh, it says on Wow WoWWiki, although heroes never continue the storyline, Neptulon eventually returns to the Abyssal Maw. So. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, so like I said, like I think Queen Ashara is obviously, just obviously, right, a uh, a, a headliner villain. Um, they're definitely doing some stuff to build her up here. So like, but maybe, a, sorry, she's not a headliner for the end of
0: like,
2: wow, yeah. right? No, like, oh
1: sure, sure. I'm just I'm just thinking of like who who are some big bads that we can kind of like piece together. Well,
2: yeah, I think I think Ashara gets whacked like probably like plus one or plus two after Goldan. Yeah. Like, I'm not, yeah. You think
1: she's going to be whacked this expansion? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Jeez, I think, man. I think like,
2: she, her storyline ties, like, if if Sargeras gets whacked, or if, like, the Legion storyline kind of, like, closes at least, you put mostly a lid on it. Like, I don't think she has any reason to exist. Unless she's like, oh, actually, I'm going to do, like, you know how I courted Sargeras? I'm also going to court the Void Lords or something and bring that, and be, like, the conduit for, she's going to be, like, the Gul'dan for the next expansion, right? And maybe, if, it, maybe that's how she persists. But otherwise, I think she, she's so enwrapped in the Legion stuff. Um, mm.
0: see, I, I, I think you might be right. But I think there's also like, like Elisande, I think is also going to be like one of these big end, end things. Cause she's like, she's essentially the queen of Sara, Ashara for like the, oh, you know what? I bet, I bet you Elisande. Well, she is la- the
2: second to last boss in uh, Nighthold,
0: Is she? Um, yeah. Yeah. She's the second to last uh, boss Before, before Goldan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I was going to say, there's
1: a, there's a couple of other Nightfallen bosses, uh, in, in night um. But, but yeah, to be honest, I, I want there to be, um, you know, the, the night fallen are kind of in a weird spot. The night fallen are both kind of a, like a testament to me that the, uh, the, that like the wow team can create new content that is compelling right you know they, they are a, comp- a completely invented thing right this isn't something that's been hinted at this isn't something that you know is all over you know like all over the books the the other games right this isn't deathwing someone who's a major character um, yeah. that 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 just kind of like hasn't shown up yet uh but also I think that the Nightfall and stuff is just kind of the Blood Elf stuff done better. So I don't know that that, you know, that praise really holds up to the most. I, I don't know why I keep made. thinking
2: this, but they always, they, they seem like the, the Bioshock Rapture Community Under the Sea version for the Night Elves. It's like, they're cool. And like this interesting, like figment of like the Sundering, but it's like, I don't know if they have much push beyond the Broken Isles, um maybe that's honestly. just lack of imagination
1: I, and, I, and I like the Night Fallen because I do think that you know I, I don't think that WoW was in the best of states in vanilla either but I don't think that WoW was in the best of story states when it comes to Burning Crusader they really did kind of like miss the mark when it oh, yeah. comes to that stuff with the Blood Elf right so systemizing the Withered systemizing you know keeping up with these addictions systemizing all that stuff and 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 having the story and having it be voice acted all that stuff feels great and is really good and really cool um, and I wonder I guess um, how to 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 what extent that's like an indication that Blizzard will be able to kind of create their own content going forward um, without having to draw too much on kind of like what we've already seen that like nostalgia stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I'm actually I'm, I'm actually really surprised they didn't tie the Night Fallen to um to Ashara tighter. Like like I I feel like that's like a very easy connection to make. Like, one of them, like, you know, like, the the, the whole, the whole re- repeated storyline, um, for, for what happens in the War of the Ancients, I think it is, is, like, the Night, or, like, the, the Elves all love Ashara, and they can't believe that she's involved, so they think that, like, it's, like, well, it's Xavius that's actually pulling the strings behind, and, they're, and she's, and she's trapped there, and, like, I think it would make a lot of sense to have, like, the Nightfall and be much close, more closely tied to, uh, uh, to, to, uh, Azara, Aj- the Nightfallen. The, the
2: Nightborn, you mean?
0: No, the the um.
2: Or like the rebel faction, the Nightfallen.
0: Oh, I I mean uh, w- w- whatever the name of the um the, the...
2: oh El Elan's people, the Nightborn.
0: Yeah, or they the Nightborn? Yeah, I must, I must. Be... What you know, whatever. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. those
2: those like yeah, that Splinter faction. I agree with you. I think um, uh, or like it's a weird that like there's these yeah, it's weird that like the Blood Elves, the Night Elves, and the Nightborn now, and the Nightfallen are there, and like Xavius. And Ashara both don't seem to have connections to them, um, like it's kind of weird. Like Ashara has like her weird like she's like the Naga person now, and Xavius is like you know sort of extended sort of agent of the Legion, but kind of just focused on nightmare things. Um, they both kind of seem oddly fixated.
0: Yeah, like they, uh. they, like they they are they are two characters that are supposed to be like tied at the hip, and they're like. Like, like straight up, like, like chopped. Like, they don't cross paths. They're, like, in zones right
2: next to each other. Um. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I do think that's.
2: There's that, and there's, like, also their connection to the Legion, which we might see more of, but it's, like, it's, it, like, I went through all of, um, uh, what is it? Uh, I can't think of the name of Al And, like, you, it, there's, like, very little intimation of, like, oh, Xavius is, again, a, a, a agent of the Legion. It's, like, now nah, I'm just here fucking up nightmare shit. Like, <laughs> it's, like, that's why I'm here. It's, like, but, like, for the Legion, and it's, like, uh, probably I don't yeah, know. The, the, the connection
0: of the old gods is the, this the point. connection
1: between them is is not clear i don't think to be honest
0: but xavius and valshara he's he sh- shouldn't he be working for the old gods like that they're the ones that like attached him to the that gave him the that brought him back right the old gods like the whole storyline with
1: I don't where he's attached to, create... to norgosil uh, I don't have a great answer, to be honest. Yeah, um, it'd be
2: it be a it'd be a pretty unlucky timing for Azeroth if that both happened along with an independent Legion invasion.
0: <laughs> but, right. Well, you know, Z- so Xavius and, and and Ashara are both at this point agents of the old gods, right? Like, uh, Ashara sells herself to the old gods to become the Naga, and I think Xavius gets that. I I'm, I'm almost positive that like it's it's one of the it's it's one of the old gods that like kind of brings him back in the way that he does. And, and it's, 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 uh, it's void corruption that, that's causing the Emerald nightmare, not, not fell corruption. Interesting.
2: Uh, uh so yeah. in that case, maybe we'll see what the Emerald dream raid, which is coming out in what, like two days. Um, yeah. like maybe like there'll be some planting of seeds about the void stuff.
1: Yeah. You know, that, that, that could be cool. Um, uh, I like Xavius. I also think he's actually a headliner ish in and of himself. Um, but, which kind of makes me a little sad that he's he's kind of going down here but um, it, it, it wouldn't it it doesn't bother it like it doesn't bother me all that much on its own I also think Xavius to get back to my uh, uh, original bitching about Richard Knack, uh I think Xavius being tied to the War of the Ancients trilogy is at, at this point um, you know a little bit of like dead weight to to kind of like the lore i think the the world of warcraft lore has been bending over backwards in a lot of ways i think to get away from uh what happened in that in those in those three books
2: yeah i mean you can basically just retcon the entire world of the ancients and just say hull high mountains origin story it's just yeah, like yeah yeah <laughs> hull and high mountain dude four yeah. he's like the paul bunyan of the torrent
1: yeah he really is and you know uh um you know because like if you read The War of the Ancients, The War of the Ancients, the problem with it to me is that it is a really compelling story yeah. um, in, in, in theory, but what's actually on the page is just like... Garbage uh, in comparison, right? Like, like, Illidan and Malfurion's relationship is actually super cool. And the way that they had, they like interact with like Tyrande, it's like, it's super cool and it's super interesting. And I really feel for Illidan in, you know, like the, in the Warcraft 3 version of the War of the Ancients, right? Like, this is the guy who, you know, like, yeah, he was working with arcane magic while his brother was doing druidic stuff or whatever. But we weren't really, we didn't know at the time that the arcane was the bad stuff that was leading to the burning legion and the druid stuff. Cause Malfurion is the first druid. Yeah. Right? He and his brother are the first two to ever train under, under Cenarius. And so I understand when Illidan is like, listen, I'm really shit at this druid stuff. I'm going to go back to what I'm good at <laughs> yeah. right? in order, in in order to like, and then it's like, ah, oh, you know, like, I guess I, you know, I, I fucked up and I guess wrong. And his kind of like cycle that like spirals downward, um, but you know, he always cares, he always cares for Taronda, and that and that's why he works with them in Warcraft 3. Oh god, I, I think I, I, he's so great in that. And then in the fucking books, he's such a piece of shit, right? He comes out from like the first page, right? You don't have conflicted, like prideful but also like caring guy, right? He's just an asshole to everyone. Well I heard the is, Illidan
2: book is good.
1: Yeah, no, the Illidan book no the, no no the Illidan book is good. Uh that's true. Um, uh, to to the best of my knowledge. I haven't read it, but I have always heard good things about it. But just Illidan in, in the War of the Ancients trilogy is just like.
2: Yeah. Oh, I, such an I, You asshole. know, Malfurion is like, so I played a druid at first. Um, I really like Malfurion a lot from like the Warcraft 3 uh, story and like just like sort of that. Even even those books by Richard Nock, I like Malfurion. But it's like, and again, I was young. I might have been misguided. Um, but, it, <laughs> but it's like I think like one of the things I've been most disappointed by is Malfurion sort of like, you know, fucking like he's sort of like he's like this kind of boring helpless character. Like I want to see him fucking shit up. It's like Malfurion and was like, oh I got kidnapped over here. Like I'm getting taken over there. And it's like he just kinda of have this like really milk toast voice too. And he's just like, in <laughs> the forest It's like it's like it's like it's like what the like what happened to the who was like get some in like Firelands. It's like, I don't know. Like I hope he comes back. And like I hope he kicks some ass with Illidan at some point in the expansion.
1: I really hope that they—that's—that's
0: uh, they that's gonna cool. happen. There's, it's it, gotta it, happen. It's gotta fucking happen, right? Like, you know, they don't say, oh, "I love me a fucking redemption arc," when you and, and not have like
2: They're
0: gonna fight side by side as brothers or something. Yeah, one of them got will to. probably die. It'll be, it'll be fucking. Everybody will be like, "Oh,
2: yeah." Actually, I can see Malfurion dying and like that being a whole thing. Mm. I could actually or Tyrande.
0: See, I could see Illidan dying
2: again he just got brought back he'll just have gotten brought back well, that's how
0: that's that's how you redeem yourself right you give your life right like, yeah
2: i guess yeah so. yeah he sacrificed everything dude what have you given
1: <laughs> i love you know i have to say uh for the demon hunters i love that line i think that line is great i the the, the death knights uh so the death knights also have like unique voice lines um and their uh, one of their lines is suffer well. And to me that is just like the most like edgelordy bullshit. So right? edgelord. <laughs> it's so edgelord. Uh, and in the demon hunters like have a tinge of that. Right. What do you mean a fucking tinge? That line is oh my god! I can't believe you think that no, line that, is that fucking better than uh, "Suffer what? Well"? It, it is everything. so much better than "Suffer <laughs> well, Are you kidding me? Well I, well, I always
2: so I always got from the demon or the Death Knights. There was like a, a a well, I guess from both. There's kind of this like morbid humor to what they're saying. They're kind of like, or I guess the demon, like the owners actually have more comical lines where it's like yes I can see you and like shit like that Um, but it's like I always got kind of the impression when you go through like Acherus and stuff like in the starting zone it's like they're all kind of like yeah like you know it's kind of weird being undead or being like a death knight like they kind of make like yeah there's the suffer well side but there's also like some I don't know it it didn't feel like that is emblematic of the worst uh, of that stuff I would say
1: Suffer well is a way worse. Suffer well, uh, I, 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 no, it is everything. not. It is no, awesome. it Never. really is. Suffer well, no, oh, god, suffer well doesn't actually do. So here's the thing, suffer well doesn't actually do anything to like. It's just like emo for like emo bullshit. But the I've sacrificed everything line is literally like the ethos of the entire. Demon, you know what? You know, like, if if, that, if one that demon, that is demon that if, is,
0: so you know what? If one of them said that to me, I would get it when right. every fucking demon hunter NPC and, and
2: he says, it, says it, that's it to me. Not
1: a, dude, that's not a problem. Okay, that's And not he a says problem.
2: it to me. I'm a de- I'm the leader of the Illidari. Why is he saying <laughs> it to me?
1: <laughs> yeah, but, okay, so to me, that's not a problem with the line, right? That's a problem with the fact that this is a game where I have to click on demon hunters all the fucking time, and they have a set number of voice lines. Like, I'm sorry the voice lines aren't fucking unique, Mango. <laughs> right? this is, no,
0: but that's the problem, right? They decided to give it to every demon hunter. That they're all these fucking stuck up assholes who are like, well, I have horns on my head and i'm better than you
1: that, I, but that's you know th- i that's what the yeah. demon hunters are right you know, i forget what the article it was amazing, it, might right, a, like, it might
2: have been a it might have been a games comp about- presentation sorry it was like and i think like basically it may have been a poor translation but like one of the developers is basically like yeah like you know shit's getting real so they're calling in like the special forces elves which are like the demon hunters and it's like I think they kind of play up that Edgelord stuff. If if they're thinking about it that way, it's like I can understand the Edgelord stuff a little bit. It's like special forces coming in. Going to be edgy. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs)
1: I'm <laughs> oh, so so. Death... I'm just, like, sitting here, like, fuck you, man. That line is so good. It's, kind of, it's awkward
2: to be in the middle of you two. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know,
1: I, this is also a bit of me coming at it from the perspective of, like, you know, like a hardcore RPer. Um, because you know, the suffer well line, all that is is just like, uh, my life is pain and torment. You know, like that's kind of what that like reads to me, right? You know, it's like it's like the teenager that's like, you don't know what I'm going through, mom, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, but the I've sacrificed everything line, like that, you know, uh that that isn't just a downer for no reason kind of thing right like you know it's asked it is literally asking a question but it's asking a question of the player like right like what have you given what like what are you willing to give kind of thing so for a well, while just like my life it's shittier than yours uh, so like, I'm, I'm
2: playing the devil's advocate here at, at the at the peril of extending this, uh, this bit. <laughs> it's like so the demon hunter is like yeah okay you, suffer, you sacrificed everything but you fucking chose to do it it's like the death knights it's like Arthas probably like slammed your face in the ground killed you and then raised you as a death knight so like I kind of understand yeah, you know, if you're, like, okay, that, kind of pissed that I do, about that. I
1: do have to say that that is, uh, that is fair. Um, and, also, uh,
2: Darian know, Mograine, yeah. I do like a lot. I think Darian Mograine is one of those characters that is heavily underinvested, and I'll just put that out there, too. Uh,
1: yeah, I like Darian Mograine a lot.
0: I, I agree with that. I also think that, like, the, I think the thing that really gets me about the I've sacrificed everything line is, like, You've literally thrown away like you know, you've thrown away the entirety of the nobility of your sacrifice when you go and fucking brag about it. Right? Like it's like really like like
1: Oh, see, you know, that line does not sound bragging to me.
0: It's 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 like rubbing somebody's face in it, right? Like I am so much better than you because I've sacrificed everything. Like your sacrifice isn't noble anymore. It's like an exchange you've made for power and so you can like pick up ladies at a bar. Right, like, like when I hear that line, I imagine, I imagine like, like a, a torn oh, yeah. do you think
1: warrior, Ladari, like walking into the bar, yeah. is being, you know, yeah, like a, a tor- bro- <laughs> Oh yeah, Speaking a torn of which, warrior
0: um, is, uh, chatting up this orc
1: lady. Is that, is that something that, is that something that a demon hunter tweets? Yeah, the so, so, they actually yeah, have it rolls up in her DMs. I've sacrificed everything. No, no, no. <laughs> they, they do
2: have their own emotes, and it's like one of them is like, uh, I don't know, like a dreadlord, uh, you know, like a whatever a doomguard, something else walks into a bar, and they're all dead now because I was there and it's like all there are both kind of stuff kind of wish i could just have the regular like blood alpha modes at some point um. i
1: mean you know uh i so I, I i don't see that line as bragging i think it's challenging right like I, it's i think it's challenging the player and and saying you know this is how much i was willing to throw away my whole humanity just at a chance to stop these motherfuckers right like what are you willing to do get at me, kind of thing. Like, I think that's, I think, I don't know. I think that's cool. I think that works. I think it also works a little bit because they're elves, right? And elves are, you know, that kind of, like, haughty, maybe yeah. arrogance. Uh, definitely, it makes makes sense. I mean, that makes sense
0: for uh, blood uh, elves, or, but it doesn't make sense for night. Like, night elves have always. Oh,
2: man,
1: what? It totally uh, makes sense for
2: night elves to me. I guess if you think about them as being from the, like, old school Court of Ashara, night elves.
1: I know, it also feels
0: presumptive to me, right? It's like, you know, you know. This the that just shows up on the scene is like I've sacrificed everything. He's like, yeah, well, uh, I I killed darkmond You know, that's got to be worth yeah. something, right?
2: Like, <laughs> in in a, in a pug in a pickup group, no less, right, Mega? Yeah. and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Me like nineteen randos killed Arkhamon.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, well, I'd have to stab out my eyes to grow horns. I just punched him real good, you know. <laughs> uh,
2: Oh. <laughs> so I think like a lot of the stuff in, Le- you know, just again, like think uh, think about Legion like broadly, I guess. Like I guess like the Demon Hunter stuff has been central to what I've played, but like again, like I, I feel like all of the class specific stuff has been really good, and it's like I om- like the thing that I keep wondering about is like how long can they keep this going. It's like, you know, like, can they they keep that going? Everyone's already hit 110. Like, they're all, like, doing class stuff. They're all super excited. But, like, how much fuel is in the tank, even if this is, like, a 14 or 16-month expansion? Can they keep all of the things that are cool about it now... Like, in terms of, like, all of the different facets, like, the class campaign is, like, the thing I think about the most. Like, does that just stop, like, six months in, or does that keep going?
1: They've said that it keeps going. Uh, okay. They've said that it doesn't end. They've said that you get more champions uh, as time goes on, which is exciting uh, for me. Uh, I, uh, I, I you know, I like the Warriors stuff. I was a little down on it earlier, but... Um, uh, that but you know actually playing through it they do a good job with the warrior stuff but the problem is, is now that I'm looking at some of the uh, uh, now I'm looking at some of the other stuff that you get right like I've done the warlock intro stuff, demon hunter intro stuff, um, uh, priest intro stuff. I really like the uh, kind of lore behind a lot of those, which is just, hey, we're a group of powerful priests. And we want to get together and fight the Legion, right? Or, hey, we're the Black Harvest. We're a group of powerful warlocks. We want to get together and fight the Legion, kind of thing. Uh, and you lose that when the warrior stuff is, I'm Odin and I've chosen yeah. you to be part of Valhalla, right? In the mountains. Um, and, and, and especially because, you know, all of my, like, companions or whatever are, like, old war bosses, like Thorim or people that I've never met before, these Vrykul. Um, I floated an idea that I thought was. The coolest thing ever uh which was you know there's all these warriors uh who have died in azeroth's history right and the lore of the valor yard is that like if you die a super cool death right you can you can like ascend um there's some like specifics and technicalities that you would have to kind of like work around uh but i wish i wish that like the warrior companions were it's like you know like anduin lothar right the hero of the of the second war right he's a warrior he died in you know one-on-one combat with orgrim doomhammer right he deserves to be valoriar he's one of your he's one of your guys, right um you could do uh you could do even more interesting stuff with well garrosh was a pretty fucking baller warrior just from like the context of him being able to fight real good um maybe you know like maybe he's Valoryar in the you know and I think that that kind of stuff would be uh, would be interesting I think that's a great point
2: maybe, I think like the, yeah. you think about like struggling to find warrior specific lore and it's like now you have like you said like you have this like cadre of dead warriors that are all like super epic Varian Wren now included and it's like uh, yeah, yeah that,
1: it, you, you, exactly exactly you know being like,
2: able to use them in some way would be like really cool
1: that would totally I think that would be Super, super, Karen, Karen Bloodhoof, right? Yeah, you know, like yeah. it would be, it would be so much cooler to me. I think to use you could probably have one specific use, like, guy per
2: per race, even. Yeah, yeah. I mean, point. honestly,
1: you know, the warriors are overrepresented in terms of like faction leaders in any way, just because they're just you know obvious, right? Um, but uh, I, I think that that it's a good solution because like right now the warrior class hall quests are trying to get me to care about like the inter personal dynamics between odin and thorim and hodir and i'm just like what you know i, like, I don't so, care about hodir isn't odin kind of like it like there,
0: there's there's a point where odin is kind of like a giant dick do they ever address that yeah not really they don't yeah, c- they don't really because c- the way he the way he creates the 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 Valeryard, like the way he does his thing is like He's, he doesn't trust, uh, it's, it's, uh, Lokin's mechanical arm, like, what, one of the, one of the armies he's creating, he's like, I don't trust that, I'm gonna go make some Valoyar, and he's like, best friend, will you help me make Valoyar, and they get into an argument, and he murders her and forces her to go, like, fairy souls for, her, for him, which is what causes the whole, um, I think, like, like, this causes him to be trapped up in, in Valhalla for however, however long he's trapped there in the first place, um, because like I think I think it's Loken says like switch sides and I'll and I'll cut you a sweet deal, and she's like yeah fuck Odin, um and that that's kind of like like rolls into the whole Sylvanas thing eventually, um. And like if that's not ever addressed, I feel like that's a really weird hanging point because
1: it really, uh, really is at 12 so far I guess at least I you know maybe maybe they address it in the future I don't know offhand, um, but yeah the the warrior the warrior quest all, all all of the like, the non story stuff to it is pretty sweet right like I like the idea of of uh you know Skyhold this Valhalla of the Valoryar, um or whatever else um but you know i i you know i i it's, it's, it's harder for me to get invested in this than it is for me to get invested in, you know, like, the priests working to, like, cleanse a Naru in, like, Netherlight Temple, right? And working with Moira Bronzebeard and working with Alonsus Fowl uh, and working with Velen, right? Like, that that, that is much more accessible um, to me. Even these characters that I've kind of never met before the bla- with the Black Harvest, because they're other warlocks, it just kind of feels like it, – it really fulfills yeah. that, like, you are the man – of all of the you you are the the head warlock of all of the warlocks right me being Odin's chosen champion where he tells me I'm the best you know mortal warrior in all of Azeroth that's nice and everything but it just kind of pales in comparison to the actual actual leadership that goes on in some of the other class hall campaigns
0: yeah no like the, the monk one is, is super fun right like the monks already have this kind of like like tying class thing together with with the uh, with the with the summit um. And they kind of, like, pull that back, to, you know, they, they pull it back to the Wandering Isle, but it's, um, it, it, having you lead the monks really feels good. And, like, getting to work with the Monkey King and, like, and Terran Zoo and, you know, Trent Stormstout and Lily is, is fun. You know, obviously, there it's a little bit less serious because none of, like, you know, the monks, the, the monk and the panda and stuff is all kind of, like, goofy, like, at, 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 at its base stage. Or, like, Terran Zoo's, like, the only serious panda in all of Pandaria, um but it's is it's it still it still feels really cool um i think they did a good job with most of them at least
1: um uh, i love terenzu i think terenzu is a real a real neato character and i kind of like that he's kind of like stepped up as like the pandarian faction leader uh so to speak um uh because you know one of the problems with pandaria is that like the, the you know pandaria like as a political like the pandas in in Pandaria, as like a political force, um, are not well explained. Um, so so having having uh, you know kind of like Zhu uh, uh, come out on top as like the guy, right? He is the you know he's the as through all this to orcs, Zo is to Pandaria uh, is to Pandaria makes a lot of sense to me.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I think it's also kind of like necessary that it's him. Because, like, I think, like, I think the underlying lore that, like, all the pandas have to be happy because otherwise your negative emotions literally, like, manifest themselves yeah. as, as, like, You demons. have to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a really cool concept, but it also means that a lot of the characters, like, come across as goofy and it's, it's hard to,
1: like, take them seriously. And Terran is, is a good, serious panda. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I also think that Lord Walker Cho and Chen Stormstout do an okay job at you know, at certain times, right? Um, Lord Walker Cho definitely gets you—he gets across that, like, wizardly, wise kind of right. thing. Um, uh, but, yeah, I think every panda except for Terran and Zoo definitely, like— Bleeds into goofy territory at least at least once or twice, kind of thing. God,
0: I want to see the adventures of Lorewalker Cho and Codgar, like yucking it up across Azeroth. I think that'd be amazing.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: have you have you just uh, started
2: calling him Codgar? Yeah,
0: I, I can't I can't stop. I, 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 it's it's great to me now. His name his name is Codgar, and he's he's a pretty shit wizard, but he's pretty funny. Fair enough.
2: Uh, I guess you know, like again, like okay, so Khadgar, I missed his whole arc in Draenor. Like that whole like again fever dream, but it's like he's like you know, he's like you said he's he's funny. He's alright to be around. Like he has like the weirdest model choice ever, but you know. Yeah. Good for him, I guess.
1: <laughs> I have uh I have problems, I guess, uh, to certain aspects of Cadgar's lore, but you know, at the end of the day I'm not gonna get, you know, super bent out of shape about so, so it. So something
0: I really like about him actually is like he he's very he like He's like the non serious wizard, right? Like, just like Terrence, who's a serious panda, like, Cadgar's like, irreverence is refreshing and kind of like, you know, like the whole, like, Jaina's super serious and super Yeah, she's all edge lordy now. now. Um, and, like, and, you know, all the other wizards are like, mm, yes, this is very serious. And Khadgar's like, eh, give it a shot. Let's see how it goes, right? Like, it's, it, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's great. Um, and, uh, oh, man. So. Speaking of lore characters that don't really get, like, that might come back, Medivh doesn't actually die, right? He just kind of, like, steps away at the end of Warcraft 3. Because I could see him coming back.
2: I never quite understood what his mortality status was at any point in this series. <laughs> like, um,
1: <laughs> Well, so Medivh, for real, dies in Warcraft 1.
2: Right. Yeah. Um,
1: but then he comes back as kind of, like, it, it is unclear. I think it's he is more of a ghost than he is an actual like person in Warcraft three. Uh, in Warcraft three, yeah, I mean, yeah, it. Like I'm pretty sure he speaks to, you know, like when he goes to everybody. I think he goes as an actual person to Lord Iran, right? But I think he goes to draw thrall in like a dream or something, right? Um, I, but I, th- I think that's mostly to facilitate like the cross continent stuff, right? Like like this. Yeah, sure. Medivh is the guy that like he's like you know this this spirit of like ill portent kind of. Um, Appearing in front of everyone and just being like, oh shit, is like, you know. Yeah, but, uh,
0: but like the, the End of Warcraft 3 is he, he, he takes his place among the legends. So, like, even if it's just this kind of like still ghost Medivh, he could show up again and be like, you know, like, oh, Khadgar, do
1: the thing. Or like,
2: I'm less of a shit wizard. <laughs> Listen to me.
1: I mean, yeah, that, that could happen. Uh, Echo, the Echo of Medivh, uh, maybe Shade of Medivh or something. Uh, is coming back for Karazan. Oh, yep. For Yep, he is going to be... Uh, n- I don't necessarily know that he's a boss in Karazan, but...
2: Um, uh, Has he ever been yeah, a boss? Because if yeah, not, I feel like they might as well just do it and make him a boss of something I mean, at I don't this think point. He's
0: a, yeah, I don't think he's a boss. The the, the thing with 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 the return to Karazan is that the the demons eventually like got all up in that shit and started fucking with it, right? Yep. Yeah, I think so. As far as I know. Uh, so you could see, like, a... You know, like, like a felon slave, Shade of Madan, or 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 Medivh rather, something like that. <laughs> shade of Madan. Oh, oh, Oh no. my God,
1: I would love to kill that boss. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Madan again? Yeah, I, I forget.
2: Is he is he retcon? He's uh, Medan his son, or... is
1: a son. Madan is he is retcon okay. as far as we know. Madan is Medivh's son uh, with Garona. Oh, so he is half human, quarter Draenei, quarter orc.
2: Oh god! Uh, And he's like a Super Saiyan. It's it's awesome. And he
1: is like a fucking Super Saiyan. Stupid and bad. I, C'Thun gets resurrected in the Warcraft comics. And I'm pretty sure he kills him. In, uh, like, one-shot, yeah. Yeah, he, like, one-shots C'Thun. It's so dumb. He's super dumb.
2: I just imagine. Man. It's like, what should we call Medivh's son? Med- Medan. You just call him Medan. I
1: love, I love that he is another one of those characters that they just kind of, like, put something before a regular name, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, Majef, right? Musteeve, <laughs> right? Yeah. Medan, right? Like... <laughs> Uh, I can't help but, I can't help but hear that. You know what I'm, you know,
2: kind of tangentially, but it's, like, I'm surprised you haven't seen, like, more even, like, shades or, like, ghosts of of Aegwynn at all, you know? It's, like, there's, there's like, no presence of Aegwynn whatsoever, is there? You know,
1: honestly, she is, uh, she's a pretty big character in the books because she is, like, Jaina's, like, uh, she and Jaina, like, bro out. She dies when, when Theramore gets, like, nuked. um, Oh,
2: Aegwynn? Aegwynn does?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure she gets. I all thought she was already kilt.
2: dead. Uh,
1: you know, let's check it out because yeah. I now. There's make also sure that I'm gnome that's exclusive
0: the to thing. the book that turns into like, like what what
1: what is it like? Pink glitter or something that's like the, the quote. Oh yeah, well because you know that that book. I mean that was just like built to be like a gut punch. Um, yeah, what, and what? It, it, I, I this this book is.
2: The Shattery? No. Uh, what is the TLDR on why uh, Garrosh nukes Theramore again?
1: Uh, he, you know, just like from a tactical perspective, um, it's an Alliance port directly to the south of uh, Orgrimmar. Uh, and, they, and also, and okay. also, you know, like. To Garrosh's credit, kind of thing, um, there was a lot of fighting with kind of theramore led forces, uh, like Northwatch hold into yep. the Southern Barons, the Northern Barons, even into Durotar. Um, there's Northwatch forces in Durotar, so it's not like you know, it's not like like is just kind of like chilling out and not fucking with kids. Right. Um, they but are he, but really he's
2: really like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna escalate a ra- you know, like the battle on the outskirts of Ratchet to like fucking yeah, Hiroshima like, um, levels, if, if
0: I remember correctly. Um, uh, or rather, the Garrosh did nothing wrong. Video is like you know he's leading like a war leader would lead, and he's taking out a tactically, you know, a, a position that would make you tactically vulnerable,
2: right? Right, but like, does he know Ronan's in there, for instance? Like when he mana bombs it. <laughs> I
0: thought Ronin was. Ar- I thought Ronan was already dead.
2: No, I think he dies in Theramore. Does he? Yeah, because I, I, I remember someone was like, isn't it ironic he gets mana bombed, or something like that.
1: Ronan Ronin does die in Theramore. Oh, okay. Ronan literally tells Jaina, You are the future of the Kirin Tor, and pushes her through the portal that he's created to evacuate. Uh, um, you know, the, the Kirin Tor is obviously like neutral or whatever, but Jaina calls on them, and, he, and because, okay, this whole thing starts with, I think, Bane Bloodhoof telling Jaina that like this is coming, right? Bane
2: is the source.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you know, well, whatever. Um, the uh, that that all of this that all of this stuff is coming, which is kind of him paying them back because the it was the alliance who helped him take back Thunderbluff yeah. uh from the Grim Totem. Um, and what uh, what what ended up happening was Uh, Jaina reached out to the Kirin Tor and was like, I need, you know, like, I need your help. And he's like, well, we can't get involved in a military context, but we can come evacuate civilians. And so that's what they were doing there. Uh, but nobody kind of, like, nobody knew, they hadn't realized about the mana bomb. Um, and so when the mana bomb dropped, uh, he saves. Uh, As many people as he could, kind of, like, with his portal, but he basically sacrificed his life so that Jaina could get through, and then she became the leader of the Kirin Tor, kind of by his decree, I guess.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay, and now she's not there anymore because she's super racist. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know. Look, I get why, like, I don't think she's, like, I I, I don't think she's, she's, uh, what's the word, um, I don't think she's, she's geez unjustified in her hate but it's uh
1: i think it is the it is the opposite in in like a variant where Jaina went from you know a very complex character to a very one-dimensional character yeah right that's what feels weird about it uh and i and i get it and i think that i think that in the greater context of wow it's not the biggest sin in the world to kind of have one of your characters just kind of like go off the deep end as like proof almost of like you know Jada is like the the poster child right of how shitty like th- this conflict between the horde and the alliance does and what it does to people right because because like we you know there, there there are other characters like this um who exemplify kind of the scars that 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 this you know 35 year however much longer war has has like borne, uh, but it does suck because the, it, in turning Jaina into that symbol, they have ruined her.
2: Yeah, I, I think extent. that's a great point. I think that's, like, it's, like, she's the one character who has, like, not gotten more, like, worldly and neutral over time. And it's, like, yeah. you'd actually expect there to be more characters like that because it's Warcraft. And it's, like, um, it is a little it is a little sad that she, it was not sort of handled gracefully, or People don't interpret it to have been handled well. Because, like, yeah, it's, like, that's a logical arc. Like, sort of, like, the opposite of, like, the Thrall arc of, like, Green Jesus. Yeah. Um,
1: is, um, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, so do you guys
0: think Jaina's uh, a dreadlord?
1: I don't think Jaina's a dreadlord. Yeah,
2: I don't either. That would be crazy, though. I can see, so I can, again, like point. kind of circling back, I can see one of those like middle tier raids or something before the end. Like I can see some character flipping to the Legion, right? It's like, and like, maybe it's Jaina, maybe it's someone else. I can see like oh. some end boss of some raid. Oh,
1: that would be so- so neat being some if jaina flip. becomes a warlock working for the burning legion to try and kill the horde I whoo that would be cool i would be down for that
2: i think somebody has to flip
1: yeah i think i think so too i mean you know i have some problem uh that uh, i i have some problems with kind of like how the burning the burning legion is depicted a little bit of inconsistency over the course of, like, Warcraft 1, 2, and 3 and into, like, World of Warcraft. Um, you know, in Warcraft 3, you actually kind of get it when Kael'thas, uh when Illidan is making deals with the Burning Legion or whatever. Um, whereas in WoW, you really don't. They don't actually kind of, like, portray that side of the Burning Legion all that much. Though I will say the that it was kind of nice, I think, to add in that little bit about how Kil'jaeden saved Velen's son for 13,000 years. Just that to- was with him. that was
2: i think the most poignant quest I've done in fourteen years of on and off playing wow yeah
1: i mean it it fell a little flat. Maybe we we talked about this on another cast where twelve people, years uh, sorry exp- it, uh expanded on why he thought that moment didn't work and I understand where he's coming from uh but to me it did uh and and i think it's you know it's real <laughs> that was that was real <laughs> yeah
0: no uh that's uh That's the way it goes, I guess. Um,
2: I hope they don't flip Valen because of that. Because, like, oh, or maybe Valen becomes, like, well... They can't flip Valen. They can't 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 flip flip Valen. They also, like, also... Well, go ahead. He's kind
1: of locked in in terms of, like, future stuff.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they showed that comic vision of him and stuff. And, like, you know, helping out old man Ren, old man Anduin. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe he'll flip temporarily. And then, like, oh, I... My the, tree, the void spell has been broken. I'm back to being good, sort of thing.
1: <laughs> I think there. I think there are some cool characters to flip. I could see, you know, uh, Sylvanas flip. Uh, oh yeah. I don't think. Th- I really don't think that'll happen. But I could. Like, I, I I think I it.
0: think Sylvanas is gonna be like pushed out
1: at some point. Like I I don't
0: think she can stand as. Yeah, it's like it's like you, I,
1: I think she might not stand as war chief all that long.
2: You, you but, remember uh, the scourge are just like former agents of the burning legion like one of Kil Jaden's side projects like he can come back and feel like and point a finger at her and be like okay you're back under my control. Yeah, um, And I
1: also think that, you know, she's willing she's clearly willing to go to some like crazy depths in order to keep the forsaken around. Um, and so, hey, man. Maybe yeah, that's Kill also Jayden true. It's just like, hey, listen, I was the first guy that like created the scourge. All right. You know, you want some power that's to really actually... bring people back from the undead.
2: No, that's a great point. It's like, yeah, I can see her, like, it's like, to what ends will she go to put her, uh, there will probably at least be a decision point, I would assume, post Gen Greymane smashing that thing, where it's like she has to make a trade-off between I can secure the Forsaken's future or the Horde's future. Um, Yeah. And that would
1: be, yeah, that would be neat. I, and by the way, I can also see her go the other way, right? I could see her say something along the lines of, like, you know, there was no greater hell on Earth that I have suffered than, like, you know, having my will bound to Arthas, and I'm not going to repeat that, you know, experience with you kind of thing. That, you know, I think, I think you could go either way with I, her I, kind of at this moment. I also
0: think you could go in, in a direction that's, like, you know, like, this is her, like, that moment is her stepping up and realizing that she's The war chief, and not like just leader of the Forsaken anymore, like that being her turning point, as opposed like to you know kind of like walk back a lot of this bullshit that's happened in Stormheim. Um,
1: I love how angry you get about. I hate Sylvanas so much. (laughs) I love how much. (laughs) I'm not a big fan either. Oh
0: man, it's.
1: Oh, you know, I this it sucks because this is kind of one of those questions that's never going to get adequately answered when it comes to WoW because there's so much. This is so not a straightforward kind of like moral quandary because of the nature of the forsaken in in, in the right. first place um, that it really kind of throws the... it throws a lot of like how you would typically ethically approach this situation in into uh, uh, into question
2: yeah it's like so you can't reproduce like help raise some torrentin like Muzi and like the other torrent you and enca- the kids you encounter it's <laughs> yeah. like you it's, know it's,
0: it's all like the, the thing that the thing I think that bothers me the most about it is. Is that like she's um she's like not acting in, in a way that like like she's she's the second horde war chief. Like there's Voljin for like all of an expansion like all of an expansion, and then it's like we've got another evil war chief, right? Like the horde's supposed to be morally ambiguous, like it's not supposed to be good versus evil. Like the horde's supposed to have good people in it. And we've had like two like Dick bag board chiefs now, <laughs> and it's
1: sure, okay, sure, and we yeah. haven't so had a dick have, pad,
0: dick pad, dick bag high king yet. So yeah, we have. A Varian, Varian did start of the off that king way. Was
1: absolutely a dick bag high king. Yeah, but he's you know he's like he literally goes up. He literally goes up to you know like. But you know uh, what we don't to, do? Uh, he doesn't understood- go off
0: the deep end and, and like steal the heart of an old god, and we murder him at the end of a raid, right? Like, I
1: mean, sure, that's definitely true. And Varian also gets to be redeemed, where you know, like that also doesn't necessarily get to be ha- to, to happen in other places. Um, but yeah, I, I, you, the Varian took a pummeling. In Wrath of the Lish King for what he did there, right? History bore him out in a way that, like, Garrosh didn't get bore out, obviously. Um, But, you know, you also have Thrall, who is, like, the, like, I mean, he's Green Jesus, right? Like, he is the the philosophically best person ever, essentially. Um, And so I think that kind of gets balanced, you know, that kind of gets, like, balanced out
0: is he though is he the best person ever the creator of the worst war,
1: the worst war chief. i mean yeah, i i i i will put that blame at his feet any day of the week but in like even in the context of vanilla wow where varian isn't king bolvar is being manipulated by Anixia into all of this other bullshit yeah, that's right fair. Yeah, so yeah. so you know like th- i think the history of wow has been uh Unfair to hoard an alliance uh, in in in, kind. Right, but but
0: like, but like, you know, Bolfor is being manipulated by Nixia, right? He's not like, you know, he's not like the the point there is that he's not like a bad dude, right? Like Garrosh is Garrosh is you know to to, you know bring bringing back Garrosh did nothing wrong. Garrosh is pretty much Hitler by the end of his arc.
2: <laughs> and, like, I, uh, random aside, I do miss Boulevard punching whelps and dragonkin and stormwind all day long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's true.
0: Oh, man, I'm so, I'm sad I never got to actually, like, do that storyline. I just, like, see it
2: happen. Um,
1: that storyline, I, I don't think I know a single person who ever, like,
2: was surprised by it day. because they hadn't <laughs> seen that before. It's like, oh,
1: Yo, yeah, you know, it was all over the place. And I think they, like, announced it with, like, yells and stormwind. Oh, so yeah, you can, like, go watch yeah. it if you wanted. Oh, um, yeah, I definitely
0: watched it a bunch. I was like, wait, what's happening? Like, yeah. the first couple of times I saw it, it's like, oh, they the director. But to
1: actually do the quest line where, like, you go, you find Varian Wrynn in the bottom of that island, right? And You do all this other shit. Um, you know, that, that quest line was complicated. Oh, man. Well, I think we might have talked
0: World of Warcraft to death for the moment. I think it's the longest episode, uh, even with the short break we had, that we've ever done. That's probably true. Um, and there's still so much more to cover. Yeah, we didn't even talk know, about the yeah. Titans, my favorite thing in all of World of Warcraft, that everything goes back to the Titans. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, at some point, I think we'll have to revisit this. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Akshay. Uh, Thank you for having me. Did you want to pimp anything?
2: Um, unwise Index, stay tuned. Nothing specific to pimp, though. No. Oh. Um, <laughs>
1: Damn it. I've re- I, I did enjoy listening to your most recent episode, which is why I pimped it on our last episode. Well, of this. thank you. Thank you. You're yeah, a better
2: yeah. marketer for us than we are for ourselves.
1: <laughs> I'll put a- hey, if you ever want to be on a regular weekly uploaded podcast, feel free to guest star in ours uh, ever again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: we'll, have, we'll have to bring Monica on at some point, too. We'll yeah. Do, we'll do a, a full we'll, – we'll, we'll, we'll see where a things fusion go. fusion dance.
1: Some, some – unwise derps talk about indexes that (laughs) That would be the most stimulating podcast (laughs) yo (laughs) yeah i like that i like that combination even though it's actually like the least kind of i made that way harder on on that name than it had to be but you know whatever
0: like the unwise derps i think works like it like flows a little but anyway um well the unwise derp decks yeah um well, uh, if you want to write to us and tell us what you think about the lore, um, you can email us at somederpsplaygames at gmail.com. You can watch us at Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash somederpsplaygames. We broadcast our D&D games there. You can follow us on Twitter, um, on Facebook. All the links will be in the description. I'll put a link to the Unwise Index. You can listen to that wonderful podcast as well. Buddy, do you have anything in particular you wanted to pimp? Nope, I'm good. All right. Um, I guess that's it. Until next time, dear listeners. Until next time, loyal listeners.
2: Bon voyage.